0: how dark was the side of the moon how much of the grass was the lunatic on what was the nature of the air you breathed in welcome to sink floyd the podcast where we watched every movie ever made all a 100 of them some of them were (laughs) sitcom episodes some of them were workout tapes one was a laser show (laughs) to see what syncs up with pink floyd's 1973 magnum opus the dark side of the moon. My name is Gareth Blackler, and joining me is a man who, by my calculations, is 50% James, 50% Baron. It's James Baron, hello.
1: <laughs> Hi there, Gareth. It's me, statistician James, here on the mic. I'm ready to come in with the insight. And, uh, full knowledge of syncing, mm. uh, that we've established over the last two years we've been doing the show. <laughs>
0: yeah. Two sort of and a bit. Yeah. We've watched so many films. Yeah. So many to the point where last night I had a stress stream that I'd forgotten to release an episode and would actually watch, like, 101 movies. <laughs> um, the movie we watched was, I don't know what it was, but it was something about, like, BMX biking. So- okay. I don't know. Look out for that. When the Inception, lost episode. T- yeah, when Inception technology comes
1: true. I don't re- recall recording an episode about BMX biking, uh, <laughs> but it, it could have been like, I could have been in a state of fever dream at the time. Mm. Who knows? It, As most, of these,
0: most of these episodes were in a state of fever dream, for sure. Exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah, so well, we've watched all of these movies. We've given them all scores out of 10. Mm-hmm. on how well they sync with dark side of the moon um you know there were some surprises there was one that was not a surprise and that was the biggest surprise really mm. and for all of that information i direct you the listener to the Sync floyd archives just scroll down on whatever app you're using unless it's youtube <laughs> in which case i don't know what you'll get it <laughs>
1: The recommended videos on Sink Floyd's uh, podcast, I, I don't know what you'd be finding there. Please yeah. let us know what, what you're <laughs> yeah. getting linked to on YouTube, because we we don't know.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Well, we're going to crack into it, and we're going to do something. We're going to take you track by track through this album and mm. talk about our memories of what movies synced the best, and then we're going to pitch to Hollywood some movies that would sync best with that song. Mm. Um, I haven't prepared those, but I have prepared a lot of facts, which we'll be pepper in. We're going to pepper in facts like the villains and point break, the red hot chili peppers, mm. um, <laughs> peppering in facts in between these songs. So you you can, if you've never listened, but you need to impress a cool kid at your school, <laughs> with telling them you've listened to this niche podcast, you can <laughs> be completely filled in. So, James, are you interested in what our top ten most sinking movies were?
1: I very much am. Um, it's, it's. I'd, I'd be interested to see if there's any correlation between <laughs> any of them, <laughs> uh, and see, yeah, if there's any kind of common ground. I'd love hmm. to review that. So let's see.
0: Okay, at number ten with an eight point
1: five,
0: mm-hmm. um, the second movie we ever covered on the show. It's Moon yeah oh what a great time that was yeah that was like i remember the feeling when we got some good syncs then and being like are we onto something? something yeah 98 movies later proving we weren't really
1: <laughs> it was a good way to start i remember we did yeah. um yeah the first movie we did was the room obviously and then obviously. going from that into moon and being like hey actually this kind of <laughs> works <laughs> it was it oh. was exciting as a feeling so
0: yeah, and obviously like Moon and Dark Side of the Moon, huge amount of thematic sinkage, which <laughs> is completely undone by film number nine, Breakin' Two, Electric Boogaloo.
1: <laughs> what a time. Yeah. What a what a boogie on time. Loved that. Gosh. Oh.
0: <laughs> and if you were spinning around breakdancing, you might be spinning around in a different way when you watch film number eight. Another mm-hmm. round.
1: Yeah, grab your little egg and (laughs) go out to the bar. Gosh,
0: yeah, what a good time! Protect that little egg like you'd protect nature with film number seven, Princess Mononoke.
1: Mmm. Yeah, nature, natural disaster film, I guess, or like look after nature. Uh, Yeah, I I don't know. (laughs) I'm not seeing a correlation so far through any of of these. None of them are related. No.
0: um, we have The Wizard of Oz coming in next.
1: Yeah. The well-regarded, well-synced movie. I'm happy that this is in the top 10. So, this is yeah. number six?
0: This is number six. I didn't okay. number these staring <laughs> at my, my document. Okay. Um, and that's my biggest fear across this whole episode is I'm going to get numbers wrong and someone's going to correct us on those.
1: Okay. <laughs> we should be fine if it's just 10.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the next film contained characters who know nothing of numbers, Mm. It was documentary March of the Penguins. Oh,
1: what a banger. What a great yeah. time that was.
0: That one might my- be my favorite experience.
1: Yeah, one of my favorite episodes I think we've done was March yeah. of the Penguins. It, Honestly, it led same. to great
0: discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you were recording that one, like everyone in your flat had moved out and it was just you, like for one more night. Oh, yeah, that sounds right.
1: It's just, I was just alone. Talking about penguins and like a basically empty room. That sounds about right.
0: Yeah, that sounds like like two years. Yeah. Uh and people who have lived a lot of years come in at film number four. It's (laughs) Cocoon.
1: Yes. What a film. Oh my gosh. That was great. That was like a special guest episode with Maddie Smith on there. That was good.
0: One of the only films we watched in person together. Yeah, highest rated of those films.
1: Yeah, and I liked yeah. Y- liked yelling at the screen with <laughs> yeah. you a lot.
0: Uh, do you think you'll watch any of these synced up again? Uh,
1: I might um some I think I would like to revisit Moon. Um mm. just because that was so long ago and I really enjoyed that, I remember. Mm. Um out, out of the top 10, yeah, probably just Moon so far. Maybe March of the Penguins if I just <laughs> wanna vibe.
0: Yeah, I can see myself putting on March of the Penguins and Dark Side of the Moon at the same time, just at a party yeah. or something. Yeah, <laughs> just to see how <laughs> people feel. Yeah. Gareth, yeah, why'd everyone leave the party? Oh, <laughs> I know why.
1: They're travelling traveling across the wastes to the next party, huddling for warmth.
0: <laughs> Actually, speaking of huddling for warmth, oh. um, both number four and number three were movies watched in a communal area. Because oh. that number three is obviously Laser Floyd, the Pink Floyd light show that plays at the planetarium.
1: <laughs> I was wondering why this wasn't appearing on my list. It's because it's not like an actual movie. And therefore no, not impossible on Letterboxd. To, <laughs> yeah. Impossible to list. Uh, that makes so much sense. Yes. Yeah. Well, th- th- the thing about that one was that it was designed to sync with Pink Floyd. Did we give that yeah. a 10 then? Or we nine? gave that a 10. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. So we're in the ten range now. These are our our top top movies. Yeah, that, act, that fully synced according to us.
0: <laughs> yeah, only two of them remain, and it was Independence Day. Yeah, yeah, oh, where the lighthouse of our brains exploded. We went mad that episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and of course, number one, a movie that sinks with Dark Side of the Moon, no doubt, undefeated the alpha predator jaws
1: yeah no question it was so great i I remember loving that experience jaws well it's just a great movie and also Mm. having it sync with pink floyd like more than more than most other movies was very impressive uh felt good to have like a classic go so well yeah
0: oh absolutely now love jaws happy to see it chomping down on some pink floyd yeah, if that's the mm. legacy
1: of our podcast that we can recommend Jaws and Independence Day as uh, movies to watch Dark Side of the Moon with, like, mm. I think it's been worth it. People will be like, oh, right. Yeah, I know those movies. And then yeah. give it a go <laughs> at home. Um, yeah, I think I think that that's that's great, you know? Yeah. It gives them an excuse to watch a great movie. Both of them are a lot of fun, so.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yay. I like that we're bringing people a chance to have fun. Yeah. God, that sounded weird and sincere. <laughs> oh. Well, James, my friend, are you yeah. ready to take it track by track? And we've recommended it to the viewer for movies they can watch. Mm-hmm. Shall we recommend to Hollywood movies they can bloody make? We Ooh. start the Pink Floyd album with Speak to Me. Do you have any strong memories of Sinks with Speak to Me, the incredibly short song?
1: Uh, recently... We had some good stuff. Well, yeah, Speak to Me is a tough one because there was, mm. like, um, it's so short. It's only about a minute and it's mostly, like, just a ramp up into screaming. Yeah. Um, so, I found that it synced well with, like, horror movies like n- like Nosferatu and mm. Us and out of, out of the ones that we've watched. Recently, we had Wizard of Oz match it really well um, mm. with it coming back in on the second time around uh, with the, the, like, Heartbeats ramp up um which was really good with well, i think over the tin man we had the heartbeats coming through oh um, that's right yeah yeah so that w- that was a good sync hmm. uh yeah as far as recommending to Hollywood what they should do to to make movies specifically to speak uh to sync with speak to me um just like a full reboot of the look who's talking franchise please <laughs> Just like, speak to me, small children, have <laughs> babies who shouldn't be speaking. That's the only way. I mm. remember it not syncing well uh, <laughs> with the movies that we got, the 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 look who's talking that we actually synced, mm. but I would love them to give it another shot and, and have it sync up in the future.
0: Yeah, I love that a lot. My big speak to me memories are um, Jaws with the shark sneaking around, mm-hmm. sneak to me. So and, yeah. of course, um, one of my favorite, like, anti-syncs was A Quiet Place, when it's silent between the albums, and that's the only time there's loud noise in the whole movie. Oh, that yeah. was Yeah. That was only when you said about the Tin Man, I remember that, like, awesome experience.
1: That's pretty good. But,
0: for me, Speak to Me is always going to remind me of a few simple words, which was opening titles, Speak to Me, You Know the Drill. <laughs> so, of course, it has to be a movie about a shark- that flies around movie to movie, eating all the titles and it's up Ooh. to Hollywood who want their credits back to chase down the shark and get their titles back. And they'll, yep. they'll use a drill to get it. <laughs> the credit crunch movie. <laughs> Perfect I'm looking title. forward to that. There yeah. we
1: go. Speak to me, the credit crunch.
0: Oh, man. Um, and speaking of speaking to you. Would you like me to speak to you about our ten least sinking movies? Absolutely. Movies Hollywood should avoid making.
1: Yes. How that? Yeah. This is if we're judging it like as a metric of cinema, like <laughs> these are the the utter failures for our show. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it? This is just like, are these objectively bad movies? Probably not. But are no. they bad from the lens of uh, sinking with Pink Floyd? Probably yes. So. <laughs>
0: Like, I would say this list probably contains four absolute, like, would recommend bangers of, like, critically acclaimed movies. Wow. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, Hollywood, sorry. They didn't yep. sink. So, in the picture. Yeah. So, at number 10, Hitch. Yeah. Yeah. Inexcusable. Hitch Hitch. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I remember that being truly trialsome. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, yeah, I think I got really angry that episode about, like, everything that was happening in the movie Hitch. But... Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. Yeah, not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. All I remember is um the Eva Mendes performance and the one bike messenger. who oh, was yeah. Really who we became
1: obsessed with. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I did fall in love with Kevin James throughout the movie mm. Hitch, though. So that I, I will let it pass for that, and filled me with joy to seeing Kevin James on screen. So
0: yeah, his best role for sure. Uh, I number number nine, I don't know if anyone's heard of this film, but it was Star Wars. Yeah, bit of a bit
1: of an edge case, bit of a mm. weird one. Uh, Star Wars, uh, a war in space. Who would have thought? Uh- <laughs> Yeah, cu- makes sense that this synced low as well and that there's just a lot going on in Star Wars. I think the like the things tying these films together is that there's a lot of like either really heavy plot stuff going on, or and like we're focusing mostly on that, or there's just like it's just a bad movie <laughs> outside <laughs> of that. It's like those are the two factors for looking at what I have in front of me. Um there's just like, yeah, either too much going on or it's just a bad experience.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, like that ties for me that all the sim- all the best movies can usually be explained very quickly because they're very simple, whereas yeah. a lot of bad movies, it's so hard to explain. And that's like yeah. the biggest problem. So, yeah, yeah, the two go hand in hand, really. Very true. Um, yeah. But like a movie that I think we both fell completely in love with and that the world is slowly starting to discover... Mm. Um, since we recorded, which has nothing to do with us. Oh, really? Or everything to do with us. It was oh. Tokyo Godfathers.
1: Yeah. Great recommendation uh, mm. by a listener, this one. I, yeah, loved watching this.
0: Yeah, same.
1: Satoshi Kon, good stuff. Always yeah. always a good time. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy we got to cover this one on the show. Yeah.
0: I'm going to revisit it next Christmas season.
1: For yeah. Sure. Mm. Great Christmas film that we yeah. covered in like... Uh, like february
0: or something (laughs) (laughs) something like that we're putting up our decorations nice and early yeah uh and um speaking of decorations our next movie dared to ask the question what happens if you add a lot of decorations to an animal to make it more powerful when we covered (laughs) digimon the movie
1: (laughs) that's right oh man digimon the movie with the the triple threat three Mm. movies in one was the real thing to mm. That one, and the fact that they didn't align with the the album at all, like we were getting, we probably had three playthroughs of Dark Side of the Moon as we watched this movie, but none of them aligned with the three movies that were condensed into one.
0: Yeah, and there was just a terrible feeling of knowing you were missing All Star, <laughs> Smash Mouth, and yeah. oh, One man. Week by the B Eight Kid Ladies. Like that soundtrack.
1: That? Damn. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. And as f- aforementioned,
1: mm-hmm.
0: look who's talking, coming in next.
1: Yes. Yeah. V- glad this is low.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Another movie I remember getting very angry at. <laughs> yeah.
0: I will say, as we've done this, f- this show, I've noticed we've become a lot less spicy with our takes. Like, we are actually, we're very nice to our movies and, like, we've got a lot of love for a lot of the classics like we weren't coming in going like Casablanca It's mm, yeah. alright. we were like yeah Casablanca rules overrated yeah. <laughs> trash
1: <laughs> oh, man that would have been wild I don't I, d- I don't think that we have that many hot takes in general in real life maybe I do I, d- I think I talk a big game but <laughs> like am <laughs> actually fairly pedestrian when it comes to my taste in movies but I don't know I just I watch a lot of movies well.
0: yeah <laughs> Oh, man. But, like, a movie that there's no hot take on. Well, actually, I think our hot takes have been quite forgiving to it, mm-hmm. even though it was probably my least favourite movie we watched. Yeah. Food Fight. Coming in clean at number five, least sinking man. movie.
1: Food Fight is a movie I never would have watched outside of this show. <laughs> and so, I'm thankful to the show for making me watch it because, oh, my God, what a what a film. Unbelievable. Yeah so it's like that in of, the movie in of itself is an experience like mm. just oh man shocking that it got made yeah. um incredible
0: it took 12 years
1: yeah um, none of those years were spent making it sync with pink floyd either <laughs>
0: <laughs> no um and of course number 4 was you know it was a real movie it was a film it definitely counts as cinema mm. it was season three episode two of the drew Carey show <laughs>
1: <laughs> aka drew starts blasting oh yeah. my gosh that was that was a great episode that was our first oogie boogie uh, yeah. that was invention
0: the- of the term oogie boogie for something to be yeah. scary
1: yeah <laughs> sorry nightmare before christmas <laughs> every other scary thing we've ever covered. Oh my gosh, yeah, that was great. What mm. a what a great film. Um, <laughs> yeah. underrated.
0: Yeah, like really. Drew- Next time it's playing at a cinema, go check it out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> episode three. Goodness me. Oh.
0: Uh, and speaking of episode three, mm. number three on this list,
1: Th- third worst. Yeah, the Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. That's Yeah, I think this was a movie that just had, is so character-driven and there's too much, like, not much happening on screen other than people talking to each other. It's like yeah. a dialogue-focused movie, I would say, mm. but, uh, which makes things harder to sync. Is a very common thing going on. The next two uh, make perfect sense to me, though, as to why they're in the bottom two. So. Yeah.
0: Um, and this is, like, our biggest... This was... So, in order to get some of the stats... Um, for coming up. I had to put all that syncs in as, like, critical ratings for movies mm-hmm. on a yeah. popular ranking website. Yeah. And I felt so bad giving this half a star to get it to its 1 out of 10. Because it's a great <laughs> film. Like, yeah. a film I think about a lot. I listen to the score all the time. But it knows what it did. It did not sync with Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, man. It's Oscar-nominated Whiplash.
1: Yeah. It's just, like, it... The thing It's all rhythm-based, is the issue. If we're talking about things being synced up and on tempo, like, Whiplash
0: is not. I'm sorry, it's got its own thing going on. Yeah, I think we discussed it, but, like, watching someone play the drums, you can kind of figure out what they're doing, whereas any other instrument, it can be a little vaguer. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's a lot of musicals that did quite well. There's, you know, a concert film um, of Purple Rain that did quite no it didn't do too badly yeah but it's because i it can hide behind the fact that i don't know how to play the guitar whereas whiplash yeah. yeah it just couldn't it couldn't stay on pink floyd's tempo
1: impossible impossible to fake that yeah. it's in time with the pink Floyd's Dark side of the moon Is the sad story there yeah. uh but yeah it was not unexpected and i think it made for a good episode but <laughs> yeah
0: oh <laughs> uh, yeah and speaking of a good episode <laughs> I <laughs> felt the only thing that the only film that got a zero Jane Fonda's original workout. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Again, i like completely out of time the whole time <laughs> and like built for a completely different sound than what we were going for. <laughs> but you know, I I'm quite happy that we have, um, like I think I recommended, uh, I chose Whiplash and yeah. you chose Jane Fonda. So I, I'm very pleased to see that our bottom two are both, like we are each represented
0: yeah um, yeah also so, both each represented in the top two as well oh yeah yeah and then nice. the next two cocoon was we both chose it together and laser yeah. floyd was just happening in Auckland. so like, <laughs> just happening <laughs> yeah there you go oh that's cute yeah Oh, and speaking of cute, nothing cuter than the sound of Breathe by Pink Floyd. Mm. Track two, song one. What are your memories? Still my favourite
1: on the mm. album, I would say. Breathe did like it. I think I went in saying that it was my favourite song on the album and it still holds true after yeah, 100 films. I get that. Um yeah just chill vibes always a good mm. way to go into this process like after mm. you get speak to me ramping you in and that's you like getting your popcorn and settling down in your seat you know <laughs> yeah but then breathe comes in and you're like all right let's do it let's see what's sinking up let's let's sit in and get ready i remember mm. this syncing well with um with moon the intro yeah. to to uh that movie with like we're looking over the lunar landscape and i was very thrilled about that um, basically anything in space. So like Dune worked well. Um, Nineteen Eighty Four, where we just had that <laughs> that princess's face fading in yes, and out. I yeah. thought that that was a great match. Um, also, I've written down a trip to the moon was another good one with hmm. Breathe, just because that we, we were already like halfway through the movie or something. <laughs> that movie's yeah. like like seventeen minutes long or something like that. So there was, we only had half the album to deal <laughs> with um but yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed that as far as recommending movies to match with breathe um yeah i think it has to be just like a chill uh think piece maybe like the movie like contact is the perfect movie for breathe i think yeah we haven't covered it on the show which is bad um it's not one of the movies ever made it turns out but um never they never made it (laughs) yeah but, yeah, I think anything involving, like, very chill aliens yeah. <laughs> is good. E.T., things like that are going to match well with Breathe.
0: Yeah, that, like, early 2000s meme where they've got one of those grey aliens and then underneath it just says, take me to your dealer. Oh, like, yeah. Make that into a movie and it'll sync with Breathe. <laughs> That's my recommendation. <laughs> that sounds like the movie Paul, I think. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> Like, I mean, it doesn't exist, but I've seen it. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Gosh, what what a good time! Yeah, I still mm. I still think breathe is one of the best uh, ones for for matching syncs. I found it the easiest mm. to have things line up. Where it ends with race towards an early grave, and I found that that matched well a lot of the time. That was yeah. like a thing that I could sync, uh, like a a handhold <laughs> on the song <laughs> for syncing. Um, but yeah. It's a, it's yeah.
0: a good and speaking of a good one, mm. often I see an actor and I go, that's a good one, but <laughs> not often do I see an actor and go, that actor, I don't know how well they sync with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. Mm. So we've been able to see via Letterboxd what actors we've seen the most across this process, Yes. And then what actors have the highest numbers. So, starting with ones we've seen the most. Okay. Sneaky old Tom Hanks has been in four of the hundred films.
1: Yes. I um, think that was on purpose, though. We we were quite captured by Tom Hanks and wanted mm. to figure out his story. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. like, how he fit into um, sinking. He he became villainous over the yeah. course of our watches. Basically, he was just a bad guy throughout every movie that we watched with him. Um, yeah. Uh, however, and how that relates to Syncs is interesting because um, two of the movies that we watched with him in it were rated 8 out of 10, mm-hmm. and another two were rated 3 out of 10. So he yeah. either sinks pretty well or not great. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting to note that, like regardless of him being a villain,
0: Mm.
1: uh Yeah, it's middling. It's not. It's not correlated to good sinking. So yeah, yeah. Interesting to know. Um,
0: yeah,
1: inconclusive he
0: results. Off, he rounds off exactly at a five point six. Okay, sinking. Yeah. Well, that's so, yeah, yeah, dead in the middle, a little more towards his enemies and Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's inconclusive, and I mean, I'd love to keep exploring, like. How come when he hosted SNL and Miley Cyrus, Miley Cyrus covered Pink Floyd, how come he didn't introduce her, but right. instead it was a different person? Like, what, what's he trying to keep himself distant? Yeah. yeah. Yep. We'll get you. We'll get you, Tim Honks. We'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Timmy. Yeah. And someone else we got a lot of was Bill Murray. Yeah.
1: The yeah. Murray Meister. I think that's, again, just because of our affinity with that actor. Um, yeah. Just choosing movies that he rocks up in. Yeah. Um, he's also
0: famously, he'll rock up for tiny bits of movies. So, it still counts.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Looking at his movies, he's sort of middle of the road. Mm. He's got a four, a six, and a seven, from what I can see. Yeah. Um which is yeah, it's better? It's above average um, hmm. for syncing, but like, still, I don't know. I, it's still not like a high quality synced actor. No. Um, and like one of those, one of those movies yeah. is Space Jam as well. <laughs> so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> hard to say whether he was the driving force behind syncing in that movie.
0: Hard to say. And what is also hard to say is why this uh, letterbox gives us our third most watched actor, being a woman called Rebecca Mader. Who yes. appeared in The Devil Wears Prada, Hitch, and Iron Man 3. I yeah. don't remember her in any of these.
1: She had, like, bit parts in... Uh, I remember her in Devil Wears Prada. She's, like, the friend of um, uh, Emily Blunt's character. The, ah. re- like, the, like, model receptionist friend or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, Hitch and Iron Man 3 were long enough ago that I don't recall at all. I feel like she was potentially just, like... Someone getting hitched, (laughs) getting hitched on in Hitch and in Iron Man 3, she could have been anyone, just a background Mm. character. But um, what's notable is that she rates incredibly poorly. Um, (laughs) She's got a one, a two and a two. So not a a well synced actress, uh, sadly. Uh, Yeah,
0: we're sorry, Rebecca.
1: Yeah, that's us failing you, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, but someone who we didn't fail was Sam Rockwell, who rocked very well originally in Moon, rocked a little less well in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and then rocked Dead in the Middle with (laughs) Galaxy Quest.
1: (laughs) Getting progressively worse as we went on. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, hilariously, all three of these are space movies as well. (laughs) Space Rockwell. Um space uh sam roswell no hey that's good (laughs) uh but yeah um he's yeah he's good in all of these and Mm -hmm. i i think all of these were fun episodes as well um so i'd say he's like definitely an above average um mostly carried by his performance in moon but
0: yeah (laughs) uh,
1: but the thing is like the more we get of him uh like, the the bigger role he has in the movie, the better the movie sinks,
0: it looks like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, that's such a good point. You give us two of them, and he's sinking really well.
1: He's singing great. Yeah.
0: yeah. Ah. Maybe we need a film with just Sam Rockwell. Like, yeah. Just, moon 2, more moon. <laughs> moon
1: <like. laughs> 2. It's just him, like, in the little pod trying to get back to Earth, and he's yeah. just blasting Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> and we're like, yeah.
0: Perfect. Thanks. Great. Yeah. Everyone hates this movie, but we love it. <laughs> he lands on earth at the very end and everyone on earth is also Sam Rockwell and they all look oh. up at the dark side of the moon during an that makes, eclipse. Yep. Yeah.
1: That makes perfect sense to me.
0: Yeah. Um, so are we,
1: ju- are we doing like the top five of these
0: guys? Uh, I've got, I think, you know, we've shone some light on our dear friends. Do you have any other actors you want to shine some light on? and how they sunked they sunk
1: uh, sunked we've got will smith here in the top as well because mm. we did shark tail hitch in independence day um wildly shark and shark tail had rated really well we gave <laughs> yeah. it an eight i don't recall that at all yeah we weren't uh, happy <laughs> man who knew um <laughs>
0: but yeah
1: his performance in shark Tale and independence day doing very good
0: yeah, um, for us just hitch letting it down really
1: yeah just hitch yeah. a big misstep not only i like in his career as well so <laughs> yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah not shark Tale. hitch was the misstep. yeah no hitch, shark
1: Tale's on par that's perfect mm. that makes perfect sense to me he got to do his thing his will smithy thing
0: yeah in that movie um what yeah. i love though is so that's like you know quite a diverse range of beloved actors yeah. If you put it on, the filter on to see who actually rated the highest, yeah. all you get is old men. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. All old dudes,
1: which is just, it makes perfect sense that a Pink Floyd album would sync the best with old ass
0: men. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: but yeah. And we've the got old like-
0: ass man who brought it to the top <laughs> is Rance Howard, Ron Howard's dad, appearing in Independence Day in Cocoon. averaging out at a 9.5 god damn crushing it Rance. look at that uh it's
1: it's hilarious looking at this lineup it's just like all old people and dads we've got like huge representation from the cast of cocoon and our top actors (laughs) um which is hysterical also jeff goldblum making an appearance here yeah um doing well happy to see him in amongst the running uh, sidling up next to Wilford Brimley. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hysterical.
0: Uh, Wilford Brimley ended up with an
1: 8.5. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, man. We've got like yeah. the dad from uh, Ferris Bueller's day off in here. <laughs> yeah. Man. Oh
0: man. We have people who like, don't even have like IMDB photos. <laughs> Cause they were around before photography, I assume
1: yeah probably mm-hmm. uh but yeah that that makes sense that our highest rated uh synced actors are all old old men that yeah <laughs> that that tracks for me and i i think that's a conclusive finding of the podcast <laughs> turns <laughs> yeah. out turns out that pink floyd matches real well if you're an old dude
0: there <laughs> <laughs> uh, you go you heard it here first yeah
1: conclusive <laughs>
0: Uh, and if you're an old dude, you might want to stay fit. You might want to be Ooh. on the run. Track three, James, what are your on the run memories?
1: Well, on the run is a tough one to find syncs with because it's mm. got the, it's a driving song um, with, yeah, just like, just strange sounds and helicopters coming in, um, things like that. I remember Predator working well with this. Yeah. Um, uh, with the helicopters landing and flying through the um, the jungle. Mm. Um, some of them going back, uh, like, int- like interesting. I think Jaws was one of the best on-the-run syncs that we had yeah. as well. Um, but, yeah, in terms of, like, tone match, it's a little bit trickier because we've mm. got, like, there are some movies, like, I don't know, like all the racing movies we did, Speed Racer, Fast 8. <laughs> a- mad max those are all going to work better but i remember like a lot of them not having action because of because of the placement in the album Mm. we're like about not uh, around seven minutes into the album not a lot of racing typically happening during Uh, these times such a good Um, point but yes you would you would think that those would be the ones to match but no uh yeah uh what's your rec for a movie to sync with on the run specifically gareth
0: well, for me, what really sticks in my head is Clueless, with, mm. like, all that kind of pubescent nerves happening. Um, really just re- brought back memories of On the Run. So, like, and really syncs well. Pushed Clueless up to an eight, which I love. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah, maybe for me it's like a, it's a movie like an Osmosis Jones, but it's explaining puberty. <laughs> it's like hormones running around the body maybe trying to get stuff done maybe you know maybe it's a movie called hormone race
1: (laughs) hormone (laughs) race
0: yeah i don't know if that'll get
1: pushed past the the census board um but (laughs) what a name what a pitch for a movie gosh what about you? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I do really want to specially shout out the crash sound and on the run. yeah It just like if, the, if the, it would be awarded a special crash sound award from me and that it was something that I could always look forward to and see if something lined up with. Mm. A lot of the time it didn't. But when it did, it always felt great. Um, so I think it would be something that ends with a big crash, like Moonfall. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just like. Just a, a th- if Moonfall was about two and a half minutes long, I think that that would be the perfect film. Yeah, <laughs> to match with On the Run.
0: Oh man, just the scene really with the beautiful, beautiful Lexus escaping oh, yeah. the moon.
1: <laughs> Fantastic, like, just
0: that, but with a sad ending where the moon hits the beautiful Lexus. Yeah, yeah, a film.
1: <laughs> yeah, just a car, a moon, and a and a big crash. That's all yeah. we need. <laughs>
0: I think if you made that film, James, you'd get a lot of critical acclaim and maybe you'd get 36 Oscars. (laughs) 36 of the 100 movies we covered were nominated for an Oscar across in some way, shape, or form. A lot of surprises in that. Yeah, Predator was nominated for an Oscar. Cool. (laughs) Um, Which I did not expect. Um, Yeah, so 36 movies, but how did that acclaim work out for their sinkage? The mm. average of all those films. So, those films danced around. They went from three to ten. Like, a lot of our top ten are represented in some way of the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, none for Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo.
1: Tragic loss. Yeah. There.
0: But across it all, Oscar-nominated movies came out with an average sink of 5.73, less than okay. Bill Murray. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. There you go. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that, I'm I'm surprised that they did that well. Honestly, yeah. I feel like most Oscar Oscar winners are going to be uh, or Oscar nominees, sorry, are going to be like quite intense, like a lot of a lot of interesting things happening. I would have assumed that it was on the lower end, um, but I'm pleased to hear that that it's yeah. a, a more positive ra- rating.
0: Overall. Yeah, I'm happy for that. Um, and of movies that were the highest grossing movies of all time, unadjusted. Mm. We met three of, no, four of them on our journey. We met Avatar, right. yes. fight, oh, Fate of the Furious, Iron Man 3, Lion King, and Independence Day. Yeah. And all of those movies, all of their money, which is a Pink Floyd song, could only get them a 5.6 average. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm. So it turns out that budget doesn't correlate to good sinking then. No. That's, that's interesting to know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, a lot of a lot of money made by those movies, but money lost. Only three of the films, would you believe it, that we covered, are considered box office bombs.
1: What? Only three? Yeah, that's so, shocking to I me. Because we've <laughs> we've done some real misses on the show,
0: right? But they must have like been well accounted, like oh, just man. creatively, <laughs> or just shot for like way cheap. So. Those bombs were King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Yep. <laughs> a title I haven't heard in some time. Um, Speed Racer and Our Beloved oh, Krull were considered yes. box office bombs. Yes. Man. Yeah. What a what a lineup.
1: I'd, yeah. I'd happily watch all of them again. Right? <laughs> Honestly.
0: Yeah. Well, they should be happy with, even though they lost money, they came out with a pretty good average, a six point six recurring <laughs>
1: across those <laughs> bombs. They're like way higher than the Oscar winners. That's hilarious.
0: Yeah. What on earth? Okay, yeah. man. Yeah, King Arthur was I think a seven, Speed Racer an eight, and Crawl one of our famous five. Right. Okay. Yeah. Man. Oh. Wow. Good on you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> great work yeah even if even if the movie doesn't do well in the old box office it can do well in the hearts and minds of the sink floyd you know yeah. gosh perfect
0: uh, yeah thrilled
1: to hear that that everyone has equal footing on our yeah. show even yeah. even the even the big and the small you know gosh
0: <laughs> uh, and speaking of being thrilled to hear something something mm-hmm. across this whole journey i was not that thrilled to hear were the clocks of time by Pink <laughs> Floyd. What are your oh. memories of time?
1: I think this is another like having the crash sound into the clocks of time was always an interesting thing for syncing. It like mm-hmm. it was always something that we would comment on and see how it l- we latched onto or not latched onto for syncing. We had some absolute incredible ones wizard of oz recently was like a oh. supercharged like fantastic clocks of time coming in yeah um with with the, uh elmira gulch appearing on the bicycle yeah. um we had groundhog day like oh, as soon yes. as he like woke up for the first time starting off the groundhog day process that was synced with the clocks that's a fantastic one um yeah yeah and in terms of time as well there was a lot of like fun fun parts that we got to cover we had the ominous chords the Mm. intro we had like the long solo it's tough because it's like it's a really long song and so (laughs) having things sync up was was trickier than some Mm. of the other other tracks on the album but it starts strong with the with the clocks coming in that you dreaded but i i relished (laughs) so uh, yeah yeah, I, I I remember those sticking out to me. Um, mm. were were good ones. What, have you got anything to suggest to sync with time,
0: Gareth? I mean, we had such beauty in the lyrics. Um, you run and you run to catch up with the sun, but it's sinking. Mm. Uh, the short-lived intro to this show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it always reminds me of Kroll when they were sinking into quicksand. Yes. But. Yeah, I think, again, it was exactly as you said, the Amira Gulch on her bike and Bill Murray waking up, which is why the film I would pitch for Hollywood is a movie called Sleepy Cyclist. Oh, I like it. Yeah, he's got a bike across town, but he's so sleepy, he keeps falling asleep. Uh, It's a bit of a wake up Jeff situation. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah the wiggles reference for the the uninitiated listeners um yeah i like that just a narcoleptic uh (laughs) cyclist story
0: maybe we get to see in his dreams that'll be cool like he's biking then we see a beautiful dream story and then wakes up and he's still cycling (laughs) sleepy cyclist what about you
1: uh, when we covered Pulse, was this the song that had the the guy in the hospital bed? No, right. It was just a bunch of like, uh, like machinery and things, right? I think re- the
0: guy in the hospital bed that was on over, the run, uh, on the run, yeah.
1: Right, but yeah. So going, we're going into like a bunch of like mechanical cogs and things, I guess, mm-hmm. for the interior of a clock. Um, yeah. I feel like we'd have to reboot like some kind of uh like ai kind of situation here i want i want i want this to be the theme of uh like the the third remake or this the second remake of blade runner (laughs) coming in (laughs) with time that would be great
0: ah with just a lot more cogs involved
1: yeah all the replicants Hmm. are just like made out of like clockwork parts you know yeah it's like it's yeah, it's Blade Runner meets, like bicentennial man.
0: <laughs> That's why <what laughs> yeah, it's it like super obvious that they're like not yeah. human. They look that like they're worth from beauty and the beast. Yeah. But people are like, going to do this test."
1: Yeah. Are you a human? Are you a robot? Who's to say? <laughs> people just become uh, a lot more accepting in that Blade Runner reboot. Oh, which I is love nice. That. It's got a happy yeah. end.
0: <laughs> oh. Uh well, someone who didn't have a very happy end of the show oh. Oh, was no. a person called Alan Silvestri, a beloved film composer who uh famously does all the Avengers movies and the Avengers theme. Right. Um we watched five movies with scores by Alan Silvestri and we heard wow. nothing
1: yeah. of <laughs> Sorry, sorry about it. Yeah. oh Oh, man one of those movies was the parent trap though which brought us the famous um one of my favorite subtitles of the whole watch which was like rap music on car stereo indistinct which is something that i'm always going to remember yeah
0: i still have the screenshot of that that you sent me saved to my phone's camera roll (laughs) between like photos of my family
1: yeah good memories Mm. um yeah, some decent soundtracks here as well, actually. Oh, like, yeah. Th- they are responsible, possibly, for the hot chocolate song and the Polar Express, which is does fill me with anger. But um, also the Super Mario Brothers movie? Wow. Yeah, okay. that's
0: unexpected. To go from that to writing the Avengers theme is... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Bizarre. I remember Mouse Hunt having a good score, though. Lots mm. of plinky plonks going on.
0: Yeah, mischief music.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. Well, Alan Silvestri, even though we didn't hear you, your movies earned an average of 6.1 when it came to sync. Pretty sinking. good. Yeah. Not bad. Above average sync. Hmm.
1: Well done, Silvestri.
0: Yeah. And another person who showed up a lot and was completely ignored by us was a sound designer named Mark A. Magini, which sounds <laughs> like a fake name a genie would give. Yeah. But I enjoy um, that. Mark A. Magini did sound on The Lion King, Shark Tale, Dune, wow. Space Jam, and uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Wow. Um, we didn't hear a bar of it, and it averaged out at a 5.9. All right. Yeah, not bad.
1: Yeah. Pretty good. I'd like, sound design is a really interesting one. It's bit, like, the sound design on Space Jam was probably pretty sweet. Lots of, like, crazy cartoon sounds and yeah. things. But like, also doing The Lion King is interesting. Like, mm. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like,
0: <laughs> is this like Foley work potentially? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Who's to say? But I mean, if you ask me, doing sound design is a great gig if you can get it. <laughs> <laughs> you knew I was going into a Segway. I realised I've started doing a Segway voice throughout this episode. The Segway voice. Da da. Da 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 da
1: <laughs> I'm enjoying the Segway voice. I oh feel God. like I potentially do this as well. It's just <laughs> like we just fall into a pattern of how we speak, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. Having oh doing the show has made me reassess how much I talk <laughs> like oh, in man. real life. Oh gosh. Just about yeah. all kinds of
0: silly things. Oh, man. Throughout the show, I've noticed I do a very specific yeah when I'm just, like, listening. Just to keep... Encourage people to keep talking. And, yep. Yeah, I've had to edit it out a couple of times. Because I'm like... It sounds like someone's yeah. just hitting a button at this point that says, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the Gareth soundboard. Yeah. Very handy.
0: Uh, Mine's just me
1: saying, like, um and pausing for a little bit too long.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh um but you know those are beloved vocal stylings of ours much like the yeah. beloved vocal stylings of claire tory and great gig in the Sky" by pink floyd what are your memories oh just
1: sensual vibes love mm. great gig as a as a as a part of this of this process always yeah. a like relief to come out of money and go into great gig when we're doing this syncing. yeah um yeah, it, 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 as far as it matching up with different movies, it's hard for me to pin it down. Just because, like, "Great Gig" in particular is just like it's pure vibe. There's no mm. lyrics, there's no um, no major like percussion beats or anything mm. like. Not a lot of things to sync up with. And so, it's when it's going to be syncing with movies is it's just going to be yeah, a feeling. It's more yeah. ethereal um a lot of the time uh and that's why i like looking at the movies in front of me i'd have nothing to offer <laughs> it's just yeah like i i remember there being good scenes but i don't remember them sticking out to me in the same way that things syncing with the on the run crash do or yeah. uh, things like that it's always been just like a feeling with mm. great gig which i think is an interesting like difference in terms of um notable syncs right like yeah there's sure. there, there's two schools of thought I think we've established over the course where it's just things like things obviously lining up perfectly. And hmm. then, um, also just like a feeling, a match in tone, um, which I think great gig is often representing. Uh, yeah. If I had to offer one up, maybe March of the penguins, just cause I think that that's like the most vibe movie we've done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like may as well be a music video, just a bunch mm. of penguinos on the ice. Uh, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's my feelings on it.
0: Yeah. Wildly off topic, but in the Lion King episode, I talked about a nineties trance song where the music video was just animals. Mm. Uh, that song is called Sunshine. Um, Sunshine spelled with a C-H for shine. Okay, and I think a why. I just I finally figured that out, and I've got to tell the world.
1: <laughs> Sweet, <laughs> um, like months later, it's yeah. hysterical. Oh, great! Just Look breaking up that the track. Pink Floyd news. Yeah, get the, get the sunshine, in yeah, I like that.
0: What's yeah. the pitch
1: for a movie for Great Gig though?
0: I mean, I don't want it to be my number one great gig sync is Moon when he starts Oops. throwing up exactly when the vocals kick in. <laughs> that is still probably one of my greatest sinks of the whole experience. Wow. But I cannot allow a film like that. No. Oh, gosh. A great gig film would be a Pixar film that it is it's about colors colors every color has its own personality and at night all the colors go into their own little world and they hang out and then at daytime they're sucked back into the world to start lighting things up and being on everything so currently like red has to hang out on the sweater i'm wearing and on the mouse hunt poster i'm glancing at online (laughs) and my watch strap and like he's hanging out with brown which is the set of drawers that i've got my laptop leaning against and my hair Yep. yeah it's pixar's colors and it's all wordless because the colors speak with just beautiful wailing
1: just singing yeah yeah, I, yeah that's a great film i feel like they <laughs> could make that and get away with it honestly right
0: yeah yeah it's our only good pixar pitch we've had <laughs> <laughs> and there's been so many yeah considering last week we pitched a they stop <laughs> Oh
1: wow. I just stopped making <laughs> films. Yeah. Uh, oh man, that's a money maker. Gosh. Yeah.
0: What's your great gig Patch?
1: Uh I would want a movie from the perspective of the 2001 Space Baby in the bubble. Yeah. Um it's just all all uh interior shots of just like seeing what this baby gets up to. Um <laughs> with just like a wailing soundtrack in the background. Um, but it's like, it's great gig is playing, but it's very muffled. It's like from playing outside the space baby bubble, um, the entire time. And we're just seeing what he's getting up to in there. That's, that's my pitch for the great gig movie.
0: (laughs) Do you remember, um, like 10 years ago, someone synced, no, not synced, God, someone slowed down a Justin Bieber song by like a hundred percent or a hundred times. Ooh. And it was this beautiful, like, 20-minute sound of, like, waves. Whoa. That should be the music. It's just a muffled, slowed-down Great Gig in the Sky.
1: Yeah, that works. I like yeah. that. Yeah. that That's mm. locked that one in. That's the the Great Gig movie.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, now, I don't have a segue, but I'll say okay. it in my segue voice. Oh. I just wanted to talk. We're, like, halfway through the album. I just wanted to talk about the fives we've met along the way
1: yeah this is interesting like mm. i want to know like what makes a medium sink i feel like we would rate things like a five if we didn't really know
0: <laughs> what we should <laughs> 100%. do 100
1: yeah uh but yeah i just looking back i would like to see which of these movies are the ones that um yeah were middle of the road according to us
0: yeah well didn't, our top didn't five fives were super mario bros Mm-hmm. tommy oh man yeah galaxy quest 2001 a space odyssey and krull huh yeah interesting
1: krull being right in the middle makes perfect sense to me as does yeah. tommy um
0: tommy was definitely we didn't know what to do because it was a musical that also vibed very hard with dark side of the moon
1: yeah uh, yeah I think it, I think it was that was one that yeah it was brought up by the vibe a lot there wasn't a lot of actual like uh statistical sinks like by the numbers sinks in that movie yeah. but the feeling was there the whole time yeah. um yeah oh, yeah beloved Krull here makes mm. makes me sad I wish it I wish it sinks more that would have been I remember going in we were like hoping that it would be a perfect sink yeah just in our heart of
0: hearts. Hoping so much that we devoted four extra episodes to trying to get it to sync with something. (laughs) With something else. Oh gosh. Um,
1: yeah. What what were the others? Galaxy Quest, Super Mario Brothers. Um, in 2001. In 2001, man. Yeah. Yeah. I I like Galaxy Quest and Super Mario Brothers are sort of middle of the road kind of movies. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And that they aren't for everyone. Um, Mm -hmm both of them uh but 2001 being here is also quite disappointing that was one that i was hoping was going to sync great but then we had we had it sync really really well with the other pink floyd track with echoes so um not not a major loss there but uh yeah interesting i i Mm. I feel i feel both like i feel a bit disheartened about some of these being in the middle here but yeah maybe Maybe that's because I would like to revisit- These are probably the movies I'd like to revisit the most and give a second chance to. I don't know. Right?
0: Yeah. I feel like if you just watched these five movies, you'd have such a good idea of what the Western film experience is.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, shout out fives. Oh, the other fives were- um, That were kind of less fivey were Us, (laughs) The Matrix, and Willy Wonka. Okay. Yeah. Across the eight fives we met along the way. The
1: eight fives. There yeah. you go. I
0: think two was our most covered number, by the way. We gave most things a two or an eight. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Which does, like, you know, the average of two and eight is five. So. All right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That makes fair? sense. It's interesting to see the biases in our rating, I will admit. Like, yeah, yeah we're either, like, very few fours um, mm. and, like, W- ones also not very we very represented no,
0: very hard to give out a one we usually were generous and slide it up to a two yeah yeah,
1: yeah. i think we would each talk ourselves into like bringing it up a little bit so yeah yeah same goes yeah. for four potentially but mm. uh yeah it, it's it's interesting seeing the graph in front of me and seeing like where things lie um
0: uh, but yeah yeah And when you're looking at a graph, I know you're looking at a lot of numbers, which is what happens when we look in our bloody bank accounts since we started this show, (laughs) (laughs) which reminds me of a little song called Money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're making the fat stacks off the podcast, Uh, Gareth. What what an earner it's been (laughs) for us. All that ad Uh, revenue. Oh, my gosh. They've just been raking it in. Hope you've been Uh, enjoying it. people are probably gonna listen
0: and assume because they're of their like location we've cut the ads like you know how a lot of american podcasts they don't play the ads in new zealand anymore Mm. but nope no no ads no one's reached out to us
1: ad free baby we're keeping it real on St. floyd pod just like the movie and uh just like the the song money does keeps it real Mm. on on pink floyd's (laughs) album the dark side of the moon i think Like, Money is the outlier on the album, right? It's the one that's, like, so different to everything else. uh, Like, in terms of, like, theme and Mm. also in terms of style on the album. Um, It's real interesting that this is, like, starting the back half of the album as well. Just, like, hitting us with, like, a little funky bass line out of nowhere. Oh, man. Bloody Money. Mm. I've, I've enjoyed it. And grown to love it over the over the course of uh, of listening to it on the show. Um, I yeah. think it, like out of the like song songs from the album because there are a couple that don't really count. Like on mm. the run and speak to me aren't really like <laughs> songs as it were. Um, but like money, I, I think is the the one that's grown on me the most um, over the course of the show.
0: Yeah, for me it's kind of gone like a V shape, and that I liked it a lot, and then I started to hate it around the like end of the first quarter of mm. movies and then it grew back up and then okay. kind of dipped a little bit maybe it's more of a w <laughs> but yeah it's back <laughs> up i think watching that live version where we covered that Oh movie um Oh song was a big like bring a back of money
1: yeah that was good that's a very good performance on pulse i will say yeah Yeah. um man money money standouts i remember like on the show talking about like film budgets and stuff especially when we covered like food fight i remember delving deep into the like (laughs) movie making economics of that movie (laughs) it was fun for me to like use that as a metric to talk about movies as a business yeah um And also for us, it was like, in terms of like syncing, there was like, uh, in terms of big blockbuster kind of moments. I think like this was one of the ones that synced really well with Independence Day. Yeah. Um, And like anything where they'd injected a bunch of capital into the movie, it was like always a good vibe, I think. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like Independence Day is the standout for me for money, I think.
0: Yeah, mine might still be Speed Racer. The fact that the guy who wants to offer them a Ooh. bunch of money shows up in time for that song and then takes them through his magical factory.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah we've got the, like, weird, like, <laughs> I can offer you all the money and resources you could ever want. Speed? Oh, man. Yeah. That was a good time. Yeah, it's like weird Willy Wonka factory, but for cars. Hmm. Man. I can't remember if Willy Wonka synced well with money, but I've got to assume that that would be a good fit. I would hope that it played over the... uh, the sequence with the the chocolate fountain, everything, pure imagination. I, I, I hope it's playing there, but I, I fully cannot remember. Apologies.
0: <laughs> it played over the psychedelic tunnel, and we got really angry, and that's how oh, we okay. had to bump it down. Well, yeah. that works as well. Honestly, I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh, like, it's come back around. Yeah,
1: I've come back around on it. Like it, oh, just I love the psychedelic tunnel sequence in that yeah. movie. I once wished to be put in charge of the horror images in the in the psychedelic tunnel. Like, <laughs> Like as my dream job i think i said that once uh potentially at a job interview <laughs> oh
0: beautiful yeah i yeah. <laughs> love that oh man well i think that's the movie i'll pitch as james makes it as a psychedelic tunnel maker yeah um the movie <laughs> yeah the psychedelic
1: tunnel man that's yeah. the the pitch and it's just about my day-to-day B- yeah. The previous one was about the the space babies, baby day to day, to day. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just me, like, crafting horrific imagery to scare silly little kids <laughs> in a tunnel <laughs> ride. Uh, but I work at, like, uh, Rainbow's End or something, and I'm just doing it on the log flume or something like
0: that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Well, speaking of James crafting... Terrifying imagery. Oh, I want to. I'm switching it up from our pre written schedule, James. Oh, gosh. I've written down James' surprise segment (laughs) coming up. What do you got for me?
1: Well, Gareth, uh, there have uh, been some surprise segments over the over the um, course of our show that I've thoroughly enjoyed. That have just been coming through. I haven't written a Pokemon team for the entirety <laughs> of Pink Floyd or anything like that. I think mm-hmm. we've done that before on the show, anyway. Yeah. However, I am going to have a special return. ...of James's final facts of the week. Oh, yes! <laughs> Yay!
0: <laughs> I turn into a little baby when the segment starts.
1: Yeah, play the little theme music that's going. Oh, I love this, this, this time. I get to share it with you some of my favourite facts. Here we go. Mm. We're going to launch into it. Uh, here's a fun fact, Gareth. Sea otters, they yeah. float on the ocean in little groups that are called rafts. Mm. They just all join together holding hands. Um, and they often do this uh, while they're falling asleep. They little hold their oh. little paws together so that they they don't drift apart while they're dreaming.
0: <laughs> Aww.
1: little dudes. Um, got a couple more facts here. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, sea, sea otter pups are born uh, with buoyant fur. That means that they can't sink at all. They can't even go under the water. Their fur is so thick and so dense that they float on top like little corks. On top of the Aww. water, unable to dive down, so they're completely reliant on their mums to feed them. Um, however, once they get a bit older, isn't it? Here's the final fact for you: um, unlike other mammals, um, uh, sea sea mammals, uh, sea otters don't have any blubber to keep them warm, and so Aww. in order to keep warm, they've just got to eat all the time. They got to, they eat thirty percent of their body weight every day in order Whoa. to survive. Is survive the cold waters in which they live in the Pacific. Uh, so there you go. There's some some James's uh, final facts for the podcast. Final fact of the week. Oh yeah, wrapping it up. Mostly covering sea otters. No, thank you.
0: Oh. <laughs> wow. Well. well, if you ask me, otters are like movies because we see them <laughs> and we see them while listening to many Pink Floyd songs, including Us and Them. Yeah. James, what are your Us and Them memories? Oh, mate, Us and Them. What
1: a a song. What a good one for us. Like, especially in the early days, I feel like we lent on Us and Them a hell of a lot in terms of, like filling in bits for the episode <laughs> we be like ah yes there's a dichotomy between us and them and therefore there's whatever conflict is currently taking place in the opening acts of this movie that applies here yeah <laughs> did a lot of heavy lifting for us i think it's the most valued song on the album for me in yeah. terms of like saving my bacon uh, <laughs> so shout outs to us and them uh most valued team member um not not either of the hosts just the song <laughs> yeah um it's in terms of uh us and them great conflicts um was it was always like an adversarial uh nature um the thing i remember working yeah. great there was a very much an us and them situation occurring um we- <laughs> With the the us, the the people surviving in the frozen Arctic and the them the thing. The mm-hmm. them being the alternate title for that movie. Um Us and them otherwise. We had the movie Us as well. Yeah. Which which uh was a good time for us and them trying to work out I I, I think I don't know if this happened with the arrival of the others, like, who came in. Um, but they were, they were certainly hanging out and, uh, in their like lounge room, I think over us and them, yeah. uh, like being chased around and things. Um, yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. That's a good fit as well.
0: Mm. uh,
1: so yeah, those are some of my favorites. Um, but yeah, another long track on the album too. Yeah. Um, with a, with a lot of, uh, a lot of things to latch onto, got the nice saxophone solo.
0: Mm. Uh, a lot yeah, of most- R's. Those were yeah. always good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mostly talking about that dichotomy, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so helpful. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, for me, it was the Children of Men, I remember. Mm. Being quite a good thematic vibe. And just, yeah, anything that would lean on those R's and a bit of dichotomy. Which is why the movie I'm going to pitch is... Um, it's it's Banshee from the X-Men. Um, oh. Fighting another person who sings by going R. And it's actually like it's a full war movie though it's like half of the world have all become banshees. in fact, forget the x men everyone's a, it's banshee wars, Banshee's <laughs> the Greek monster who attack yeah. their voices, yeah, half the world have become banshees, and then they're attacking the other half of the world who then become banshees as well, whoa and yeah, banshee banshee wars umshe It's fun to keep saying banshee, <laughs> <laughs> and it's called Banshee Palooza,
1: yeah. I like that. Oh, man. Banshees. I, I haven't thought about them enough. <laughs> Where's the Banshee representation in, in movies? Right. Ah. We need more of this. Uh, there might be a Banshee lurking in Ghostbusters, potentially. Ooh. Uh, hard to say. Um, my pitch for an Us and Them movie is a uh, reboot of The Borrowers um <laughs> i want there to be borrowers uh, to be discovered but then the borrowers discover even smaller borrowers oh, living beneath yes. it's sort of a matryoshka doll situation with smaller and smaller borrowers
0: <laughs> appearing. oh my gosh yeah and then it ends with the humans who've discovered the initial borrowers looking up and bigger their tiniest borrowers are now looking down on them and it's an endless loop
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. just a, a Rob Arorers. Rob Arorers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie that you can't pronounce the name, but it is very clever. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The tagline would be, who knows which is which and who is who. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, perfect. Wow. Um, Speaking of perfect, it's Gareth's surprise segment. Oh, now, James, when you think of Dark Side of the Moon, you probably listen to that and you go, how hairy is this album? Hair is <laughs> on this record? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I mean, I'll yes. have you know that if your movie is features a character who's covered in hair, mm. but specifically animated hair, fur, fake pixelated fur, you're going to have a good time. <laughs> All right. In our top, like... Top 20, we met Princess Mononoke and the deer Mm -hmm. god and all the big wolves and the pigs. Fuzzy boys. We had Ratatouille. Oh, yeah. We had Paddington. We had Mouse Hunt, all of which next to each other. And these are all in the eights and nines. And then coming in at a little cheeky six was Turning Red with some beautiful red fur. There you go. Yeah. If you had a hairy movie, you were averaging out at a 789
1: Damn, that is yeah. very high. Gosh.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, man, that, that's a great finding. Thank <laughs> that's you. That's just- This is just- I'm just captivated by this segment. Um, <laughs> one of my <laughs> favourite uh, parts of <laughs> this this process, by the way, was realising how captivate- how easily captivated I am with animals. That's yes. <laughs> such a funny finding. <laughs>
0: Well, like, I turned into a toddler when you told me one fact about an otter. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, man. So you and could it make a an sweep. otter movie and it would sync quite well with Dark Side of the Moon. So Yeah. He I've got mind. all the info
1: now to do it if I wanted to. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if you were bald, you would not oh. have a good sync. If your movie featured a big, bald person, like... Um, <laughs> Kazam. Yeah, oh, Kazam did okay. Oh, okay. But I think that was because the kid had a lot of hair on his head.
1: Whereas the Fate of the Furious,
0: all those angry, bald men, very Mm. low numbers. Yeah. Um, Whiplash, the angriest, bald man,
1: Mm. um,
0: coming in at a one. Look who's talking. A bald man voicing a bald baby. Yeah. Very low number. Nosferatu, bald as heck. (laughs) Low number. Yeah. Our bald movies averaged out at, I believe, a 1.6 recurring. Wow. So, sorry, sorry, bald friends.
1: That is fascinating, actually, mm. because like some of our top actors were all old dudes, but notably <laughs> yeah. some of notably most of them had hair. Um, <sighs> in fact, like I think it was like Wilford Brimley's character who was bringing the the watch of Cocoon down. Mm. Um, QED. Uh, yeah, you're you're allowed to be an old dude. That'll boost the numbers. But if you <laughs> if as soon as you start getting bald people in there,
0: Pink Floyd hate that. Well, look at Pink Floyd. All old, all still heads of white hair.
1: There you go. Yeah. Man, it's just a
0: bias that they have, I guess. Yeah, it's not us, it's them. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Uh, I I think on that note, we have to go on to the next song. (laughs) Alrighty, Um, brain
1: damage. No,
0: any colour you like. Any colour you like. A, a song that definitely made its presence known from being a song I didn't realise was on the album. I always <laughs> thought it was just an outro to us and them. So to good. becoming something I genuinely look forward to, one of my favorite tunes. A tune I would happily put in a playlist. Just mm. listening to that like doodle, 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 kind
1: of vibe. Yeah. It's but- yeah. oodling a lot. It's a good one. <laughs> um yeah. Difficult to find syncs with any colour you as well. Um another one that's mostly vibe. Yeah. Um and that yeah it is sort of just it's an instrumental and it's like it feels like an outro to the previous track um but yeah there there were good were good moments on it i i love any color you like as a song as well yeah like i I just think it's like it really sums up pink floyd for me if you like if if someone's like put on pink floyd i put on any color you like and people would be like Uh. oh yeah when does this when does the vocal start (laughs) Uh but yeah, weirdly becoming one of my more favoured songs on the album. Um yeah. man, in terms of movies that synced with any colour, it's another really tough call though. Yeah. Um man, like looking at these, I'd uh, like Gumby movie potentially synced <laughs> quite well with this. House, yes. I remember syncing well. Um, with all the like the horror sequences there were where mm. like just like horror mixed in with the mundane of like just hanging out in the house <laughs> you know <laughs> um yeah like those are the ones that are jumping out to me but um do you have any more specific instances of good sinks
0: not really yeah it was like it was always fun and it was a good like savor because it was so such a different kind of energy to um us and them like it kind mm-hmm. of kicks in a little bit, bit of life in between. And then a complete change again when you get into uh brain damage, yes, so yeah, it was good for that, but it would also like it didn't sandwich it didn't um fade between those songs, it threw in a whole new vibe in between mm. like a sandwich, really, like two pieces <laughs> like let's imagine you had one piece of bread and then you had like sixteen pickles, and then you had uh, whoa, a cracker that was how that was the sandwich <laughs> you're making of those three songs. <laughs> Um, yep. And that's my movie. Um, is actually you just sit in a cinema and you eat that sandwich, and that movie is called Boodaloodle.
1: Boodaloodle. Oh man, yeah. I want it I want it to be like a full Gumby experience. I want a full yes. plaster scene cast for yes. uh for any colour you like. That's what I want. Um and it slowly as the over the course of the movie, it starts off with like plot hooks and characters, but then it just descends into like just strange images, and mm. like there's no like conclusion to it. It just like sort of morphs and becomes like the 2001
0: <laughs> sequence
1: beyond the infinite at the end, but made <gasps> out of scene. That's what I want Heck for any kind yeah. of like.
0: See yeah. that sounds within our capability to make that. Like maybe that's what we do with the free time we're gonna have after the <laughs> show. A <laughs> plastocene
1: so trip. No resting on your laurels, boys. You've gotta make yeah. a plasticine Magnum opus. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> to match
1: with any color you like.
0: Get oh, on man. the stop
1: motion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm so keen. I also I wanna give a quick genuine recommendation. Oh. For the movie Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Whoa. Simply because it's just come out. It features a character clearly based on Gumby. And he's voiced by J.K. Simmons. Oh, okay. That's yeah. fun. Check that out. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and a lot like our plasticine movie, though. I want hmm. to t- chat to you about just color. And what okay. color sinks with Pink Floyd's Dark Side of The Best across all these movies what colours do you remember?
1: this one was a tricky one um, looking back like looking at the top movies among our sinks here mm-hmm. um, and just like it's very helpful having the like full spectrum of our um, movie watching in front of us we've got on Letterboxd here we've got like every movie we've covered yeah. um, every movie ever made mm-hmm. even Um, and you see the trends in, uh, like I'm, I'm well aware of the trends in movie posters and that there's usually a lot of blue and orange, um, trying to draw attention to the viewer. But I would say that that is not representative of what we have in, um, in our, in our movies that we've seen here. I don't, I'm not seeing, I'm seeing blue and orange individually, but like, space jam is doing a lot of heavy lifting here um (laughs) but mostly i'm just seeing blacks and whites which is interesting um in fact what i'm seeing like judging by this is like either like monochromatic like which is to say the left side of the album or the full spectrum of colors the, the full rainbow on the other side it's like it's either, yeah, I feel like you can only have black and white or a full color spectrum, full, fo- full photo quality. Um, mm. Those are the colors that I think sync best. Either yeah.
0: no colors at all or all the colors, Garrett. <laughs> well, like if you quickly pan and try to pick up colors, when you're getting near the bottom, there's a lot of browns and dark, dark greens, a lot of kind of mm. muddled colors. And yeah, at the top, it's a lot of bold, bright colors and or complete monochrome. So you're dead right. The color that syncs with (laughs) Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon is all color or no color. (laughs) There you go. It is quite,
1: it's quite literally any color you like as well, (gasps) which is quite a great. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite a good revelation. You can choose a color.
0: Um, Yeah. And look out for the Sync Floyd coloring book in stores <laughs> any now. colour you like <laughs> oh. oh man don't don't tempt me I'll do it <laughs> uh, so good the tiniest Just... tiniest plug is I've actually there's a show coming to Auckland New Zealand called It's Alive it's mm. gonna be mid-July July school holidays at the Factory cool. Theatre in Onehunga has a poster by me and the poster is available as a coloring competition so keep an eye out for that on the mean streets of Auckland.
1: That's awesome does that mean people have to rip down the poster to complete the coloring competition though? Uh oh (laughs) I guess oh
0: no that's that's hurting me.
1: Uh. I don't know from a like, optics standpoint whether or not that is a good idea. Unless you're, like, advising people to, like, colour the poster in while it's on the wall. I like oh, that.
0: Oh, that's cool, yeah. Bring your Friendly own materials. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: a collaborative <laughs> process with the
0: public. I think that's good. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Thank you. <laughs> the marketing department of Sink Floyd have done it again.
1: Yet again. And...
0: Speaking of, yet again, this is what we'd often think when we're hearing this song for the third time. (laughs) It's (laughs) probably Pink Floyd's, like, signature tune, though. Yeah. It's a little number called Brain Damage. James, what are your memories of Brain Damage by Pink Floyd?
1: Oh, Brain Damage. What a great... This is a really good one. This one's probably, like, the song of dark side of the moon i think that this is the premiere track that's like launched outside of it like there's money and um and time and breathe those are all great but i Mm -hmm. think the one that sums up the album the best is brain damage you know i think this is the one that's like the the pink floydiest of the songs um yeah it's it's yeah it's it's a good time lots of like good like ah moments much like us and them Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah some fun things to latch onto. The lunatic is on the grass is something that we always came back to looking for yeah. any lunatics available um whether or not they're on the grass uh would be helpful to find out <laughs> <laughs> uh i I remember Jumanji syncing really well with this weirdly would yeah. like with not really like much going on, but just having uh the heightened. <laughs> nature <laughs> of our main guy in Jumanji, what's his name? Gosh, uh, Robin Peter? Williams.
0: Oh, Robin Williams. Yeah,
1: he was my lunatic on the grass for the yeah. whole experience. Um, all the Tom Hanks's, I feel like, helped yeah. with the the lunatic on the grass situation. Those movies are big, especially um, yeah. where he's like fully deranged. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, man, brain damage. What a what a what a good tune. What a good one. Yeah. I'm happy that it's the one that's, like, nearly closing us out. We get, like, we'll have Eclipse, but, like, this is the one that I always felt. I was like, oh, we're nearly at the end. We're nearly there every time it came on. It felt good. It felt felt like coming home.
0: Yeah. I used to call it, like, in early episodes, i will say the hippie optimism of Mm. Brain Damage. Even though it's not a very optimistic song, I think I just felt optimistic that I was getting to hear... Like, yeah, a Pink Floyd banger followed by Eclipse, which is like kind of part two of that song. Yeah. just another banger. Yeah. It does feel like coming home, but as for a movie that I'd pitch to Hollywood, mm. um, like when you said Lunatics on the Grass and Coming Home, I did think about a movie about competitive lawn mowing. <laughs> I thought that could be quite cool. Yep. But like, okay, we've got Ratatouille, Ratatouille synced very well, love that movie. Ratatouille, Remy controls people by pulling on their hair and steering yep. them around. I want to see some lunatics on the grass. I want to see a movie where people realize they can steer the planet Whoa. and drive it around space by pulling on the grass.
1: That's really good. Yeah. In fact, and make just... it
0: rats as well. <laughs> the rats find out
1: how to do it. Yes. The yeah. planet itself is wildly off course outside of the Earth's usual orbit around the Sun. And it's the rats
0: that are to blame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're just like s- speed racing around, racing their planets across the yeah. galaxy. The yeah. Puppeteer On... Planet. Right? Oh, man. Yeah, that's it. Ratatouille 2. <laughs> Ratatouille.
1: Puppet- <laughs> Ratatouille. Yeah. Puppeteer Planet. Love
0: yeah. it. Oh, gosh done it pixar you've got two for two from us today
1: i think my pitch for brain damage is the sink floyd biopic it's a story about us and how Mm. we how we watched every movie ever made and saw how it synced up with uh pink floyd's magnum opus 1973 dark side of the moon um Yeah, I th- I want them. I want us to go under the microscope for brain damage. I want it. I want a full psychometric analysis of the boys and yeah. how we felt. Um, but I want it to be like uh, produced like very heavily. I want the same people who made March of the Penguins to make it. Oh and- yeah. <laughs> and I want full documentary cover coverage of the of the full process. If we come back for season two, that's going to be happening in the background.
0: Yeah. So you're going documentary. You're not going fiction. Yeah, pure documentary.
1: Okay. Um, add the truth, truth to process here. Um, <laughs> that's that's what I want. I want a full, serious um, story about okay. us.
0: Brilliant. And I want it to be as long as every movie we've covered, which adds up to be about a hundred and seventy point eight hours. Whoa! Yeah, that is a lot. <laughs> that's-
1: 170 ah. hours that's so much pink floyd yeah um gosh how many plays of the album is that let me just do some quick maths because the album itself is 42 minutes long yeah so if i bring up my calculator um, Ooh, he's it up. <laughs> uh oh no i need a time calculator gosh this is not gonna work out great do they exist
0: i've been wanting those for a while
1: okay let's see oh man okay so approximately we've covered 246 plays of the album
0: whoa (laughs) which is a lot like at the very least at the very least like because that's probably not counting when we've had to stop and restart it yeah like that's probably the amount of times we've heard breathe throughout this experience
1: yeah right. i'd say so yeah breathe wow. is always in the top of my <laughs> of my listened to songs on the album uh <laughs> simply because it, it's one of the first ones and it's yeah. also one that i have listened to outside of the show <laughs> so, oh yeah um but yeah man 246 times is a lot of times to do anything um, but man that, that it's good to have a number on the amount of times that i've listened to this album yeah uh, sometimes oh it's potentially more for me as well because i've i've re- revisited movies re-synced movies yeah. before like done it done it multiple times so i'm probably sitting around like 270 or something
0: yeah same probably like just free time listens yeah lessons this research oh man times i've missed i've messed up and had to restart Oh man, yeah. Thankfully, few and far between those. Yeah. Oh boy. When I've had to play the album at four times the speed and the movie at four times the speed to try to get back to where I was. <laughs> God, wow. No, no feeling worse than hearing breathe, breathe in the air, beat a care. like that quickly. <laughs> man, uh, just that's watching I, ratatouille no- speed by. <laughs> <laughs> There's some fast rats. <laughs> yeah. My goodness, they can pilot the planet, these boys. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, that is wonderful. Oh, man. Look, we're the ones who clearly we shouldn't be giving out advice. But after all of this, after, you know, 246 playthroughs, mm-hmm. what is your advice for a filmmaker who wants to make a movie to sync with Dark Side of the Moon, James?
1: Oh, boy. Um, yes. So I have a couple of thoughts on oh, yes. How- like mainly ways for your sync. If you're intentionally making a movie to sync with Pink Floyd, how to get that noticed. Mm. Um, uh, the the moves I would advise directors to make, pay close attention to where you are cut, making cuts in your movie. You're you're in the editing bay. You, that is where yeah. you should be doing most of the work. Forget the filming, principal <laughs> photography, casting, all of that. Editing yeah. is the make, and br- make or break of a sync. Um, and you've got to be heavily involved in the process for it to um, be any kind of good sync Um, uh, tone doesn't have to be part of a good sync Um, it helps having a like general chill atmosphere to your film um, is a good way to go it's a good starting point for a sync with dark side of the moon i will say it's going to get me interested in watching it alongside having some kind of uh strange feeling associated with your your movie i think Mm. is going to help um and finally uh reminding people to breathe is a good start (laughs) having a big like uh near the start of your movie like after the first like minute or so maybe just put on screen hey audience remember to breathe (laughs) (laughs) just a quick reminder Mm. Um, And I think that'll go a long way in getting people to sync your movie with Pink Floyd because they'll be like, hold up, hold up. I can think of an album (laughs) that that reminds me to breathe (laughs) and and they'll give it a go. That's
0: that's perfect.
1: That's my advice. That is
0: some good advice. Um, I'm looking forward to we've booked you in to do a lecture at the uh, local broadcasting school oh cool to give the speech so yeah look forward to that students i have more prepared for that it'll be a 50 minute lecture
1: Oh, um yeah so so bring your bring your headphones so that you can blot me out with pink floyd's dark side of the moon (laughs) um pay no attention to the man behind the curtain uh any advice that you've got for the for the filmmakers the budding filmmakers who want to sync with the magnum opus I mean, it's hard. It's
0: like 18 minutes into your film, you have to hard pivot to start talking about money. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Tough recommendation. It's a toughie. Um, honestly, like if that's when you bring in the villain's motivation and the villain's motivation is money, that's always that's good. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah, And then, you know, then they can fight the villain to us and them I think it's that second play that's going to really screw you up. So maybe if you structure your film to be only forty-two <laughs> minutes, and then the film just plays again, yeah. I think by that would- point, no one's going to mind. They're, they're that's in the good. theater, yeah.
1: Yeah, they, they might catch a few things that they missed the last time if you do that. Exactly. It's just a sudden repeat. You could do even um, the, like, pop team epic thing and just recast the whole movie for the second time through. Like, Ooh. it's exactly the same. Like, all the same plot beats, but everyone's in different roles. <laughs> or you've just got a whole new cast for the yes. second time.
0: Yeah, I love that... the idea of just shuffling up the cast and seeing seeing how like Channing Tatum goes as the villain this time. Yeah, just give give more people a shot in
1: Hollywood as well. You know, Get, yeah, that's more gigs out there for people. You know, <laughs> yeah. Pandemic's been tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you have to see every movie twice, that's gonna make a lot more money.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, love it. Perfect. <laughs> Oh, man. And speaking of perfect, nothing better than staring directly at an eclipse, which is yeah. what we caught ourselves doing many times, audio <laughs> during the show, with a little song called Eclipse by Pink Floyd. What are your memories of eclipse? The final, like, minute and a half, the big, beautiful crescendo. Yeah what what brought you the heartbeats film it joy end. Yeah.
1: oh man something you're not supposed to do look at an eclipse i'm pretty no, sure no definitely don't do it <laughs> yeah i think you can go blind uh uh my main memories for eclipse were always when uh, we had the perfect sync at the end yeah that was always a great feeling especially if we've just seen like Two um, exact run throughs of, a, of mm. the album is always great that you've got a movie about an hour 20 in length, at hour 25, I think it works out to be. Um, that's always a great feeling uh, yeah. when you have that lining up or the, the triple play is rarer, I think, mm. as well. That's like 180 minutes or something or yeah, something to that effect. Pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> 170 something. Um, but yeah, like that's always a good vibe uh when that happens uh we had the great um uh with a wizard of oz coming through again just because of like recency bias i guess Mm. is is why i keep mentioning it but um having the the tin man's heart the heartbeats playing over that was great here that i spoke to that about speak to me as well Usually with Eclipse, we're talking about it running in to speak to me. It's yeah. sort of just like, that's one thing I really like about the album is that it, it really helps to have it. It's an album that you can repeat. It's designed to like re- restart itself, uh, yeah. which is helpful. Like whenever oh, yeah. we would sync any other album um, with uh, Krull, usually uh, <laughs> it went uh, a little bit different because most albums aren't made to be repeated. And so mm. I do appreciate that um that that quality for the album uh in terms of like movies that were syncing up that were the that perfect alignment um i'm not recalling many i I would have to delve into the stats a bit more just to make sure i'd like when they happened they were great um the like two exact playthroughs but i don't see any jumping out at me
0: no the strongest one was really avatar like yeah avatar did the rarest of all of four playthroughs
1: four exact
0: playthroughs of the album Uh, like boy man shout out to avatar like (laughs) people often argue like what's avatar's purpose but it was that it was to give us four pretty good playthroughs of syncs
1: yep there you go yeah what a time Mm. maybe that's the
0: advice to make better syncing films is just make avatar
1: just make avatar. Make your That's... movie like a million years long and yeah. full of blue friends.
0: And yeah, just just take forever <laughs> to get mm. to the point. <laughs> That's why That's... James Cameron's now devoting his life to just making avatars. Yeah. Like, he's, he's worked he's it dumbed. out. Yeah. He's cracked
1: the code. <laughs> Eventually people will catch up and we'll start getting more avatars from other directors. Oh yes. Um, which is something that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> All yeah. his, his weird CGI water starts seeping into the other offices of Hollywood. Um, oh, man. David Lynch's avatar will be great. Oh, man. Seth that would be avatar? That's going to yes. be cool. Yes. Oh, my God. Let let Hollywood make more avatars. Yeah.
0: Everyone gets to make one avatar. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Sonia Coppola, Domi Shi, who made Turning Red. <laughs>
1: It's the only movie that you don't have to watch twice in our yeah. vision of the future. Every other movie uh, comes out with two, two casts, and you've got to watch them back to back with Pink mm. Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon playing. Uh, but the other one that you don't have to do that, you get one glorious playthrough, is the movie designed to be synced exactly four times yeah. with Dark Side <laughs> of the Moon. And that's Avatar. Those are your choices.
0: I mean, honestly, though, storytelling is such a unique and strange concept that it's like, it's a miracle it's happened in our lifetimes and in our, like, planet and universe. Mm. Like, and the fact that we then, you know, there's a billions of dollar industry designed to tell us stories that we get to enjoy. Yeah, Like, we're really lucky. Like, complain about movies all you want. There is, it's just as likely that we could have evolved to be a species where- everyone makes their own movie twice and then has to make Avatar. Like... <laughs> yeah. Count your blessings. Yeah. Movies are great. They are great. Animals are sweet. Movies are great. Pink they... Floyd.
1: <laughs> movie on mute. Album up loud.
0: <laughs> oh. oh, man. That's the mantra. Yeah.
1: Not that bizarre thing that's still on <laughs> ratemygrandma.com. That's the true Pink Floyd... Uh, mantra right <laughs> yeah. my grandma dot live i think it was. uh name
0: my granny dot live wasn't oh it? sorry sorry uh keep an eye on that website i might put something cool on that. yay <laughs> to say uh it might not be this week but it might happen <laughs> before the lease expires <laughs> uh awesome. um, and that's some advice from us yeah for the listeners but what's your advice to take us home what's your advice for pink floyd if they wanted to make a better syncing album
1: yeah this was one yeah because it's not been perfect as we can Mm. tell there's been misses throughout this process where things haven't synced perfectly um which is is a a failing i'll put on the album it's not on Mm. us it's not on the movies i think it's the album that could be designed a bit tighter to sync with more movies not all movies but more movies um First of all, uh, branch out a bit, Pink Floyd. Maybe not just prog on the next album. A couple of other genres. uh, Get them involved. A bit more variance in future Mm. albums to cover a few more bases. Um, with the syncs and just look with tones of different tones of movies like sometimes like they they could go into some like uh, some metal or some like yeah. some some hard trance or some flamenco i don't know like just a bit of bit of variance floyd's please mm. so you've got the musical ability um so why not vary it up from time to time uh yeah Another helpful thing for just for us for syncing and for for the process of doing the show, if they could loudly announce the time code at the beginning and end of each song, that would be very helpful. Just for us, like figuring out things aligning with the movie, just to make sure that we're still synced up. That would be incredible. Just like have David Gilmore come onto the mic and say four minutes 38 seconds <laughs> and then like the next song plays <laughs> that would be great if they could do that on the next one um yeah that's perfect yeah yeah last piece of recommendation would be uh, maybe the next album they like pink floyd are known for their concept albums maybe the next album is a concept album about cinema about movies like Ooh. about the movies uh that would be pretty fun i think they'd do a pretty good job exploring uh a, like completely visual medium yeah. um in music i think that would be really cool you could do lots of like little indents from from movies and things like that i think they do have a song that features a bunch of uh weird little <laughs> segments of movies but just like expand that out into a full mm. album um would be prime for syncing um and then we could explore each of the movies that you reference in in the so- in the songs uh,
0: I love yeah. that. Yeah.
1: So just a Aww. couple of wrecks for the boys in the Floyd. Just like uh, you don't. You can take my advice with a grain of salt. But like I, I think that that would make for a better synced experience in the future.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. And yeah, Pink Floyd, will be waiting for our checks in the mail for that. <laughs> As always. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. S- waiting by the phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well... On that note, I'd like to thank you, the listeners, for waiting by your phone, your phone that was playing a podcast, yeah, and having a good listen. Um, thoroughly enjoyed this. Keep keep the show on your feeds. Like, yeah. who's to say what might sneak onto it? in the future we might come back there might be some
1: special surprises in the future some Mm. uh, some rogue show ideas that we've pitched in the past that are making it to
0: the lighter day who knows yeah oh that's made me very happy that idea (laughs) just being (laughs) a strange pest on people's podcast feeds (laughs) (laughs) when have we not been that Karen? oh yes that's beautiful do you have any last things you want to tell the world james uh no i'm i'm good I'm, yeah, i th- i think
1: i've said all i needed to say gareth i have had a, a great time doing the show and it's mm. been it's been great to stand up on the soapbox and talk about whatever i want every week with you <laughs> um so yeah that's that's my closing remarks i it's just it's been a great time and thanks for listening
0: Yeah, that's my closing remarks too, is, you know, just be nice, have fun, uh, be thankful that we get to live in a world with movies and with music, like and most importantly of all with friendship (laughs) and yeah, I've been and will remain to be Gareth Blackler.
1: Yes, I remain James (laughs) Barron.
0: And we might not see you on your podcast feed until we show up as little pests, but we will see you on the dark side of the moon. On the dark side of the moon.
1: Goodbye. (laughs) See ya.
0: (laughs) There it is. Yeah. All just stared at Paddington's face for that whole last part.
1: <laughs> I love that Paddington and Big are right next to each other on my list, <laughs> and they're both like giving me the exact same smile. <laughs>